Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me these golden ears of yours. I, I want to talk about this This podcast is going to be a little longer than usual, so sit back, relax, listen in, or watch carefully. Uh, I was on YouTube, as always, and I love watching you know just other speakers, other business leaders talk. And I was watching Robert Greene. He was talking about his new book. Uh, if you don't know who Robert Greene is, he wrote The uh, 48 Laws of Power, and his new book is called The Laws of Human Nature. And in this talk about human nature, he was talking about groups and how we belong to groups. Now, I'm going to tie this into sales. Just, just bear with me. It'll be worth it. And he was talking about how we all belong to these different groups, right? And what he talked about is that these groups, he says, typically span 22 years, also known as a cohort. So, for example, if you look at the baby boomer generation, baby boomers go from 1946 to 1964. So, he says, typically there's a 22-year span, and that's a generation. That's the baby boomers. Then 95, uh, 1965 to 76, the Gen Xers, another cohort. The millennials are from 77 to 95. And then from 96 on, we got Gen Z, and I'm sure there'll be another one. He said, at any given time in history, there's typically four generations in the mix, so to speak, in the population. And so we belong to one of these groups or one of these cohorts. He further goes on to highlight, first of all, I thought that was fascinating, that a generation is pretty much a 22-year 22 22 window, and then the next generation begins, the next cohort begins. And so it's interesting because mental turnover, so to speak, is every 22 years. That's how I interpreted that. And what he said was interesting is that he was reading a quote, and I'll, let me just read, read the quote, reread the quote, and tell me if this sounds familiar. Today's youth is rotten, evil, and godless and lazy. It will never be what youth used to be, and it will never be able to preserve our culture. Does that sound familiar? Well, if it doesn't, it should. You hear this all the time, but here's what's interesting. Uh, Robert Greene points out that that was actually found on a Sumerian tablet dated 1000 BC. That's right. You heard me correctly. 1000 BC. So even back then, they were saying things like this. And he talked about something called generational narcissism. And generational narcissism is where you basically say, you know what, nobody will be better than us, you know, because this is how we, we have this type of culture, we work this hard, and no future generation will be like us. In other words, the people that came before you are not as good as you, and the people who come after you will never be as good as you. He calls that generational narcissism, right? And you hear that a lot today when uh, I hear a lot of baby boomers complaining about, you know, millennials, for example. Uh, and again, when you read this tablet, the information, they, they were saying this thing, these things 1,000 B.C., uh, 1,000 years ago B.C. Now, what's interesting is, Eddie says, these different generations begin to kind of clash, right? Because they're different. But he also highlights something, and I th this is where I think it gets really interesting. He said, there's always a cycle of how these generations work and how they interact. He talked about the zeitgeist, the spirit of the time. So it's zeitgeist which means the spirit of the times. In other words, what's going on right now? And every generation experiences a zeitgeist. And he talks about how, you know, several generations will come, you know, clash basically because their cultures are so differently because they're from different cohorts or time or generational spans. Now, he said the first wave of this cycle is the revolutionary, you know, uh, 
generation. This is the, the generation they'll say, you know, we need to change things. He says, and after the revolution is over, the next generation will kick in and say, we need to preserve what we fought for, right? That's the second generation. Then the next generation comes in, and they say, let's conserve. In other words, they're a little detached from what happened originally, maybe got a little away from the original revolution, but they're trying to conserve what they have and try to be logical and rational about it. And then the fourth generation is basically, you know, when everything has to change, right? There's a crisis and things have to change. And after the crisis generation kicks in, it goes right back to the revolutionary crisis where things really have to change. And he said the millennials are, t are, are the crisis generation. So I guess we're due for a revolution. But the interesting thing in this whole talk that he had was that each of these generations differs in terms of what they value, what they like, their taste, so forth and so on. And it really helped me understand, or at least begin to be more empathetic, that when I'm talking to somebody who's from a different generation, I have to understand that I'm not better than them. They're not better than me. That's kind of one good takeaway right there, right? And that even though they may look like a scary generation because they're kind of doing things wrong or differently, that I should kind of kind of just calm down because, again, this is what every generation says, that the next generation is really screwing it up. But the most important part, I thought, of this conversation was that Green says that in order for you to be successful, whether it's sales, business in general, that you under, have to understand the, the, the spirit of the time, the, the zeitgeist, and that is how these different generations are interacting and what is that spirit of the time. In other words, if you can find a way to understand the changes going on, get out of your generational habits and maybe begin to try to understand, for example, the millennials, right, and what they're doing and how they're doing it, you'll be more successful if you can ride that wave or even get in front of that wave. But if you basically say to yourself, you know what, they don't know what they're doing. I'm not doing that. That's not we, how we used to do it. That's not how I'm going to do it. If you're stuck in the past, you're going to struggle. And I, I think this conversation is very interesting because as we talk to different groups of people, we get, I now will look at them through four different generational lenses and begin to understand how they differ. But also, as I pointed out already, it's about not panicking, not going, oh, my God, you know, they're different. They're, they're going to ruin everything and, and things of that nature. A bottom line, we need to calm down about that stuff. But if you can understand the spirit of the times, how things are changing, even if it doesn't agree with what you were brought up as, in other words, the things you used to do, some of the things, some of the values you had, some of the routines you had, some of the things that you consider customs, even if they've changed, we have to accept the fact that it does change. Nothing stays the same. We all know this. So I thought I'd share that with you because I thought it was very interesting. Big takeaways. Every cohort, every generation spends 22 years. In a given 80-year period, you typically have four, maybe sometimes five, but typically four generations in a society working together and kind of going at it. Number two is that we've been talking about generational narcissism and how it impacts our mentality when we think about other groups. Remember, a thousand years ago, a thousand BC rather, somebody was actually writing how the next generation is going to ruin everything. So let's calm down a little bit. Let's calm that amygdala down and realize that this has always been said and always will be. So if somebody tells you, hey, you know, your generation really stinks, just remember, remind yourself, don't even argue with them. They've been saying this for almost 3,000 years. But last but not least, 
if you understand these cycles, right, there's the revolutionary cycle, there's the preserve the culture, there's the conserve what we have, and then the crisis culture, and then it turns around and goes back and cycle again. If we begin to understand these things, we can kind of understand some of the changes that are going on in society. But more importantly, if we can capture and understand and, I guess, find a way to harness, understanding the spirit of the time, what's going on, and then say, how do we now use this to grow our business or sell more effectively? In general, how do we use it to become more successful? Anyway, totally off topic of typically of sales influence, but if I can tie two influences that if you know who you're dealing with, the different cultures, the different generations, maybe you can connect and be more influential. On that note, this is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling hard when you understand generations and you know how to talk to them. Take care.